Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello, kids and cadets. Welcome to a Live at Five, my fellow nerds. So glad to have you guys here today. Uh, I've got producer John with me. Hello. Uh, the, the slayer of buttums. Yes, indeed. Uh, which is appropriate because today we are talking about Marvel's Secret Invasion. This is episode one of this continuing series. And we've got some really cool content coming up over the next couple months between Secret Invasion leading into the Ahsoka series. Disney Plus is going to be a hotbed of talking points for the next couple months. And I'm very, very excited about this and what it has to offer us. Uh, and I said that it's the appropriate that we talk about the buttums because... Maria Hill is played by Colby Smolders, who is also Robin Shavatsky, and she was the bottom queen. Oh, so, it's a dangerous anyway, game to play. It is a dangerous game. You will lose a kidney, a liver, possibly, you know, half your stomach. But, you know, anyway. Life happens. So, uh, yeah. So, why do we have you guys here today? Hopefully, you're here because you are as excited about this as we are. So, every week, John and I will be joining you at 5 o'clock. Now, typically, over the last six months to a year, you guys have been used to us doing a five at five or a live at five where we share our top five favorite things about something or, you know, uh, some pretty cool list along those lines. And we still may slide a few of those in, but for the next couple weeks, we're going to be doing secret invasion reviews each and every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll be able to join us live. You'll be able to participate and have some fun with us uh, doing this. She says she's here to watch the cute nerd. I'm going to assume she's talking about you. You know, the whole matching last names and all. So, uh, <laughs> only stands to, stands the reason, stands the logic. Yeah, so. makes sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, with that being said, because this show did come out today, I need you guys to be aware that if you haven't watched the episode yet, this is about to happen. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. We're going to talk in depth about things that happen in the show. So here's your second chance, the second graphic to warn you that spoilers are ahead. And please, uh, if you haven't watched it already, it's okay to leave our show. Go watch the show on Disney. Come back and watch this afterwards and see if you agree with the things that we're talking about. But anyway, that's what we've got going on right now. So first things first, John, what was your first impression of Secret Invasion. So I actually really enjoyed it because it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a superhero movie because it's not a superhero show. It's it's a spy show. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fury I is, I mean, he came onto the scene as the director of Shield. You know, you you look at um Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, you look at the Black Widow movie, they feel different than the other movies because they're more espionage themed. Mm -hmm. And this continues it. I mean, it starts in Moscow. You know, there are references to the Cold War. It, it just continues that whole vibe, which I really enjoy because, uh, like you, I remember the end of the Cold War, you know. <sighs> That's yes. Yours. Yes, Dr. Bilbo was in it. Dr. Bilbo. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and yes, uh, Fury does look weird without an eye patch. That's what happens when you battle a flurkin, yep. un un you know, unknowingly. Yeah, it's almost as bad as trying to give a cat a bath. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I like the feel of it. I like the pacing, you know. Um, it's a little slower, but I enjoy that. You get to have, you get to take in the scene, the shot, and 
just appreciate it in the moment without having to rush to the next shot in like three seconds. Yeah, I, I like the feeling I got from this. This is very much movie pacing and yeah. their 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 world building and their character building. Even though we know these, we have some. You know, obviously we know Nick Fury. Obviously we know Talos. But there's a lot of things around both of those characters and where they're at and where they're at now, post blip, everything else that's happened, you know, after uh, Thanos. And, you know, so it's kind of cool to have that that uh, viewpoint of this coming in, knowing that these these characters need a little bit more world building, a little more character building to kind of round out some of the edges. And so I like that moving forward. I do like the I do like your uh, uh, analyzation there of it being more spy themed. And I think that's, I think that's really accurate for what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did have one, one complaint about the beginning of the, the show though. Cause when they sure. finally get to the safe house, you know, just a few minutes in the camera was moving all over the place. I don't know if you noticed that. Tim, Tim. Hello. Timmy. Tim, Timmy. Anyway. Yeah, so the, the camera's moving all over the place, and it felt very jerky, and I, I thought it was pretty distracting. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, I mean, th- that was my only real complaint at, at the beginning. Other than that, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> she was on assignment, Kathleen. She went all over the world. If you go back and you look at that, uh, Kathleen, she did say that she was going all over the world for, assi- for assignment, it wasn't, uh, I mean, she went to Argentina, she went to Tokyo, you know, there's all kinds of places. So Moscow is not uh, out of the question. Yeah. All right. So speaking of our fair Robin Sherbatsky, let's bring this image back up on the screen and uh, mm-hmm. and let's talk about uh, uh, the relationship between Fury and Hill. I thought, I think that was kind of interesting. Almost mm-hmm. distracting, as distracting as Tim freezing. Yeah, I, I froze up there for a second. I'm not quite sure what was going on with that, but. But yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Kind of the where have you been? Why did you leave sort of feeling? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, pretty much. I, I thought it was kind of interesting, you know, because uh um, you know, when they sat down and they're at the Russian bar and mm-hmm. uh you know, she says, you know, hey, normally we we tell each other truths while we're playing chess. Yeah. And you know, because she could tell that that Fury's holding something back. And she just straight up accuses Fury, or not really, uh, not really accuses, but really pretty much says, "You abandoned Earth, you abandoned me, you left, and this total lack of contact told me that you were no longer interested." And yeah. so I thought that was kind of interesting that um, that she cited not only herself but others who felt that Fury is not ready for the war that was coming. Right. Well, yeah, and that kind of goes into some of. Fury's mental health issues I think they're getting into um, because he had a plan you know like you said he, for his midlife crisis he bought the Avengers oh, I loved that line I laughed so you hard know, he, what did you do for your midlife crisis shopping spree I got the Avengers exactly <laughs> but he had this plan it was going to protect the world and then his plan ate itself and then yeah they, they couldn't stop Thanos from snapping everybody away I mean when he came back, he knew he had failed. Before he went away, he knew he failed. That's, right. that's some heavy stuff to deal with. Yeah, I think I think before he went away, he knew he was in the process of, of failing. He was, you know, that, that ramp was building up to that. Mm-hmm. And the second that, that this was happening and he's using the one hand to try and 
you know, and, and uh, use the pager to get a hold of Captain Marvel to let her know that they need help uh, and bring her back. Yeah, I think that's when the realization of that he had failed came through and that the Avengers weren't able to stop, you know, the inevitable. Right. Um, because that's what Thanos told him, you know, I am inevitable. So it's kind of interesting, you know, looking at it from that perspective, you know, because um, and I couldn't find a good image for it. But, you know, we see uh, we, we see Fury laying on the bed there in Moscow mm-hmm. and uh, he sees this image uh, go through and on the screen. And that, that's that's what's go- playing on in his mind. And so he's very much going through, a, you know, uh, going through some PTSD memories and and he's having some flashbacks as to what happened and why and dealing with the failure. And so, yeah, I, I do think that he did go hide on Saber and that he was he had left planet. He went off world to kind of hide himself from everything that was going on and everything that he was feeling, everything that he was seeing. Yeah, definitely. Which I can kind of understand because, you know, I work at a hospital and the last few years people did kind of hide away from everything. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who did everything they could, but they couldn't save everyone. Right. So, I mean... Maybe that's what I'm seeing in him is the same things that I see with other people that I deal with on a daily basis. But yeah, I could also be reading too much into it. I thought it interesting, too, that he called it a crisis of faith. Yeah. You know, because any any time that we've ever seen Fury, he's always been very headstrong, very you know, cocksure almost of who he is, what he is, where he's going. Uh, you know, even in the Avengers movies, going against the council and, you know. Uh, you know, informing them of, of the intelligence level of their decision making, and uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful quotable line. Yeah. But you know, so now, and I've never, I've never really. He says, you know, uh, maybe call it a a crisis of faith. So now mm-hmm. it makes me wonder. Okay, so what was his faith in, and what where did his crisis? Right. So, hmm. Your wife doesn't believe you that you didn't read into too much into something. Oh, I read too much into everything. Yeah, it's part of the joy of being married to her. Married. Yes. And married to Kathleen. That's also part of it, I'm sure. Because so, <laughs> because because uh Kathleen. Hi Kathleen. She's, so anyway, delight. she's wonderful. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Best decision we're, I ever made. We're not afraid of her at all. <laughs> anyway, uh <laughs> So yeah, so so there's this whole crisis of faith, and we're gonna. I think we're gonna see that kind of. I, I'm hoping anyway, uh, especially with the the way things end in this episode. I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping that we're going to see that kind of, you know, expunged out a little more because, uh, you know, and you know, spoiler if you haven't got to the end of the show already. Um, yeah, it looks like Maria Hill gets killed. She's. Mm-hmm. If she's not dead, she's in an awful lot of pain. Yeah. And so the only thing I'm wondering is because now Gravik, uh, you know, uh, the, the the main bad guy, the main villain, mm-hmm. dresses up. He, you know, he he's wearing a fury shell because he he made himself change because he's a scroll. Mm-hmm. You know, he could assume images and bodies, and so he, you know, Gravik was there as Fury, and he's the one who shot Maria Hill. So that makes me wonder. Was that actually Maria Hill or was it another scroll? And, you know, or well, is it Maria Hill and she's just in a whole lot of pain right now? Well, scrolls, when they die, revert to their natural form. Right. But this Not one again. hadn't done that yet. Normally you hear the like the, the squealing noise of the body going back to. Right. But if she's not dead, then 
scroll or not, she wouldn't change back. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's She'd true. Still look the same. So yeah, so I'm kind of I'm kind of curious as to what's going to go on there, um, because in the post credits, I didn't stick around to see if there was a post credit scene. That's my fault. Uh, I assumed that there probably wouldn't be until later on, right? You know, right. in the series. And this is part of the reason why I was questioning who she was or what she was because trust nothing, believe no one, everything is a scroll. She's not wrong. <laughs> uh, everything could be a mimic. Right, Kathleen? Yeah. So, just like the other day, I don't... There's a story there, I'm sure. You can tell me later. So, uh, so anyway, uh, I, I do kind of find it... One of the other things I kind of found interesting is, and I'll bring this up on the screen here, uh, was the addition of Amelia Clark. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen Amelia Clark, obviously, in Game of Thrones. She was um, uh, also in... Um, oh, goodness, why... Uh, Solo. Uh, as mm-hmm. well, and now she's in the MCU with Secret Invasion, playing uh, playing Talos's daughter Gia, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because I, you know, at first I didn't realize who that was. I didn't know who they didn't say who it was, and right. so I was I, in my notes. It just says Amelia Clark, very unsure of her role, who she is, and then you know, so I, then I have a little line and arrow down going. Okay, so this is uh, Talos's daughter. Uh-huh. Okay, the mom's dead, and you know now I'm questioning with everything that's going on: is she going to come back to, and and fight alongside Talos, or is she going to stay on as what's been perceived as possibly a double agent? I don't know. And yes, Amelia Clark is amazing. She's a very good actress, uh-huh. and so um, love her as Kira in in uh, Star Wars uh, solo story. Yes. So, so speaking of scrolls and characters, yeah. um, when guy is meeting with uh, Gravik, there's another scroll there. Um, you know, when they're they're having their m- making their planter sleeper agents, I guess uh, that scroll's name is Kriga. I don't know. If okay. You know yeah. That. Yeah. I saw it on the yeah uh, yeah thing on the bottom. Yeah. So. She's actually in the closed caption. Yes. There it is. Yes. The things you put on when your kid's in the room so you can hear the show with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. In the comics, she's actually what's called a super scroll. Okay. Who can imitate more than one thing at a time, including some superpowers. Oh, interesting. So the original super scroll could imitate all four of the Fantastic Four's abilities at the same time. Oh, interesting. Okay. So now I'm I know that. Yeah. So that, that just pinged in my head with the, hey, wait a minute. They're bringing in the Fantastic Four eventually, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Shoebart's clobbering time. Uh, Hashtag Shoebart's clobbering time. Yes. Um, right. So, so maybe this is a hint towards that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, and just like I, you know, we we talked about this pre-show, and I'll, I'll bring this up now. But hmm. I also think it's a hint towards some of the things that we're seeing now are going to be a hint towards, uh, you know, the Marvels movie. And so yeah. we're, you know, I don't know if we're going to see Captain Marvel, you know. Uh, you know, Miss Marvel, or if we're going to see, uh, you know, Captain or Miss Marvel or, or uh, Rambo, or because Rambo was also, you know, uh, up on Saber with with Fury. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of possible tie-ins here to to upcoming projects in the MCU. 
Right. And that's one of the things I love about the, you know, the Marvel universe is that we have all these different tie-ins and all these opportunities that you have things coming from the left, the right, and, and uh, all these different ways. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to find out. It's kind of, kind of fun for me that the stories might be based on books that I read years ago, but they're totally different at the same time. Right. You know, so I have no clue what's going to happen. Great. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting story from everything we're seeing. You know, the scrolls were promised a, a planet, someplace to call their own uh, by Nick Fury. That's another area where he has failed. And, you know, he's probably feeling the weight of that. And now that the scrolls are, are clearly, uh, some of them at least, are, are attacking humans. And, and we see that in this episode. They're, they, you know, they go to a, a, a busy city square during some type of festival and set off a couple different bombs and, and so, yeah, so there's, there's some definite resentment there from some level of the scrolls, you know, who don't understand why Fury hasn't found them a home yet and right. why, you know, Captain Marvel hasn't found them a home yet. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what happens uh, along that storyline, because one of those, uh, one of the ones that feels that way the most is his name is Gravik and he's, he's like the main bad guy uh, from what I can tell so far, but everybody seems to be following him and. And his lead, and and he seems like a really cool, like calm and collected evil mastermind. He's like, yeah, we're just gonna do this. We're gonna kill a bunch of people, and it's gonna be fine. And let's just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I, kind of, I'm always interested in in bad guys along those lines. I either wanted to be calm and collected, and just these are the bad, you know, this is I'm evil because of you know my story is that i'm i'm evil because i'm i'm out for revenge which is like what i get from gravic he's out for revenge against fury for what he didn't get for what he didn't receive and you know the ways that he feels that he and his people have been slighted right or i want them to just be insane like the joker in dc right. you know i i kind of hate the guys who try to play the middle of the road and be a little bit of both i either i want one of those two ends of the pendulum and i think we're going to get the calm cool collected revenge driven uh with gravic and i'm really i'm looking forward to see how that character develops and where that leads us to and where that's going yeah and marvel seems to do a pretty good job with those i mean you look at the flag smashers in falcon falcon and the winter soldier you know believable villains you could understand you could sympathize with them correct Uh, baron zemo same thing right no you could see where they're and that's what makes a good villain is Mm -hmm. you don't just hate them you might hate their methods but they also make a good point. Right. You know, makes you kind of question your worldview a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of curious about that. And I like the fact that they talked about um, when Amelia Clark welcomed in uh, the new scroll into, into the compound that she called yeah. it new scrollos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this was going to be the scroll home. She's like, we only have scroll produce here. Um, I thought it was really interesting that it was, it was pointed out that, they're all hiding or, you know, around power plants because of the radiation levels, because scrolls are immune to radiation, therefore also making it harder to track their movements and where they are. Yeah. So, um, and I think it was, uh, um, um, uh, oh, goodness, Dr. Bilbo, uh, who says, who said that, because uh, I'm sorry, he's just going to be Dr. Bilbo from here on out because I friggin' love that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I was pretty sure that it was Dr. Bilbo that said that that most of the ones that they're even that they're camping at there that they're living at 
are ones that are off the books because nobody, you know, Russia didn't report them as being, you know, a, yeah. a, you know, officially a nuclear power plant or something mm -hmm. along those lines or a waste disposal site. And so they're, they're, the places that they're hiding, they don't even know they exist. So that tell that makes it even kind of more suspenseful to me now because, okay, so A, scrolls can look like anybody. Yep. B, they don't know where they're hiding. And C, Fury is in a crisis of faith dealing with PTSD. Yeah. And so to me, this is just like, you know, I just, whoever is writing this story is back there just like a big old gumbo pot. Just like, yep, we're stirring this up. This is going to be good. And so mm -hmm. I'm really, it kind of makes me excited as to what's coming up and why. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it'll be an interesting ride. Um, I, I, I'm already reading some comments online that, well, it's moving too slow. They should be doing things fa faster, you know. That's... Tell the Star Wars fans to go back home, leave Marvel alone. Go watch episode nine at 1.25 speed. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much so but yeah and i'm i do like I, now my my brain just keeps going back and thinking about the possibility of seeing some of the uh the fantastic four characters and mm -hmm. that would be really cool i don't think we're going to see them in this series but i think we'll at least see some suggestions of yeah. them right um you know and i definitely think we're going to see one or all of the marvels so um, at least I think we'll see at least two. I think we'll see, I think we'll see Rambo at some point mm -hmm. because of whether it's a flash uh, of like a flashback, uh, you know, view or something like that, of uh, when Saber or, or when Fury rather was on Saber, right. uh, in, in orbit or, or something along those lines, something leading into the, the Marvel, the Marvel movie. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of neat too. The, um, what was her name? Soren before she had died was growing this scroll plant in her yeah. home. And so, you know, the scrolls have already started growing their own thing. They have produce, they have, you know, decorative plants. They're starting low scale, not terraforming, or at least conversion or colonizing of earth. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we don't know how many there are. We don't know where they are, but right. they're taking over an inch at a time. Yeah, they, oh, they definitely are, and I think that's kind of cool. That that was also one of the neat things, like when that the guy gets in the car with uh, Amelia Clark's character Gia, uh -huh. uh, is that you know they're they're sitting there and she hands him this piece of produce, mm -hmm. and he can't believe his eyes. He's you know uh, trying to figure out you know where that came from, and and it, yeah, so I do think that you know because uh, was it uh, was it Talos that said it to Fury or somebody else said it to Fury that if the the scrolls are able to start taking over that humans are going to go extinct that they'll just yeah. they'll wipe them out right and so if they're already starting to terraform and they're starting to you know bring in their their habitat their produce their you know their all their things from their life it's going to get a little interesting yeah real quick so yeah the only other thing that i really noticed cuz you know i I don't just watch the show. I then make the mistake of going on Reddit when it's working and um, reading things. <laughs> <laughs> and um, th there seems to be a little bit of a, a kerfluffle about the use of AI making the opening credits. Okay. You know, because it wasn't an actual person doing the art. They used software to make something 
unnatural looking. You know, okay. and I don't know. On the one hand, it's like it's just another tool, but on the other hand, since when do the robots get to do the cool stuff for us? You know, it's like shouldn't we begin the robots to do the boring stuff so we can do the cool stuff? But I don't know. Maybe that 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 hit me a little more than some other people, but Sarah Connor disapproves of your use of Chat GPT. Very much so. <laughs> the first time uh, I get one was <laughs> they, they have thirty years they've been here. Yeah, and yeah, hmm. since Ultron. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a possibility. It's yep. definitely a possibility because there was some definite changes in in Fury during that whole time. So it's entirely a possibility. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I think for me, the biggest thing moving forward is I, I want to see uh, what happens with Gia and her relationship with Talos. And if she stays as a double agent or if she, what, where she goes, I want to see what happens with Gravik and, and how he plots his revenge against uh, Nick Fury and uh, the Avengers. Uh, and I'm curious about Maria Hill. Is she alive? Is she dead? What did you do with my poor Shabatsky? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, she's only credited on IMDb for one episode. Right. But IMDb is wrong a lot. They are so. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what I'm curious about, though, is who Christopher McDonald's going to be playing. Um, he played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> and allegedly he's supposed to be in the next five episodes so i'm intrigued you know well i've seen him in other roles uh in other in other shows and things where he, he plays something military yeah uh, so he he can pull that off yep um so yeah 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 and as we are prone uh, kathleen is and i are prone to say on our interview st- show on fridays imdb is the wikipedia of the, of the entertainment world Yep. Um, even the people we interview uh, agree with that very strongly. Oh, yeah. So, uh, hey, so, yeah. So every Wednesday, 5 o'clock, you guys can come here. You guys can hear our thoughts. And I think, you know, this is just the the introduction show. <coughs> Excuse me. So next week, <clears throat> whew, frog in my throat. Uh, but hopefully next week we're going we're gonna to have a little bit more an idea where this show is going, what's going on. And, you know, today's the opening episode. We're just trying to get a grasp of this thing. And where it's going, and where Fury's been, where the you know where everybody's been, what's going on, and all we know is that it's post blip. We've got thirty years since the scrolls were promised, and there's a whole bunch of them that are unhappy. So, and you can't trust anybody. So it's gonna be interesting. It's like real life, but on TV. Exactly, but <laughs> with green pointy ears. So uh, that was not a Spock reference. So anyway, um, he's not green though. He's got pointy ears. He's got green blood. Well, so I'll see, we're getting close. Yeah, so hey, uh, as a reminder, this upcoming Friday on the uh, the FSF podcast, we have speaking of Star Trek, we have an interview with Dan Janot, who plays Sam Kirk on Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Here's a teaser of the intro. Hey, this is Dan Janots, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. I love the fact that he, uh, now, 
Okay, so when we recorded that with him, Dan did that a cappella. He did not have our music playing in the background, and that's what made that even better. He had listened to enough of our episodes that he knew our intro music, and that was just phenomenal. That's great. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, he plays Sam Kirk on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. We see him in about five or six episodes of season one. We're not sure how many episodes of season two he's in just yet because that information has not been shared on the uh, Wikipedia of the entertainment world. So we're looking to see if that if that makes it to there. Uh, but now that's coming out Friday morning. But if you want to, you don't have to wait till Friday, not even close. You can go to that link right there, which is down in the show notes down below. And for as little as $3 a month, you can join our Patreon. Actually, you can join for as little as $1. But if you want to listen to early access recordings and of audio or video, go spend the, th- the $3 and check out the FSF podcast on Patreon. And you guys can check that out there. So uh, otherwise, you can wait till Friday morning like everybody else. But why, do, why wait and be like everybody else? Go be cool. Go spend the money. Help us make podcasts. That's what you're doing. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, a good spot to wrap it up. And we'll yep. call it a day. Sounds and good we'll week. see you guys next week, Wednesday. Same time, same place, same channel. Yeah. I don't know. I really didn't bootstrap that one. That was just kind of flying off the... Anyway, goodbye. Bye. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Popcast or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.